Welcome to another episode of On Tobal Now. My name is Andrew Crook, your host, and on the agenda for today's podcast is the theme of cybersecurity. Now, this is particularly topical following the surge in mobile communications, in the Internet of Things, and cloud computing. Based on these and other trends, we thought it would be interesting to explore the key drivers of why digital security is in such high demand, as well as take a look at what's in store for various components of this sector and have a look at some of the investment implications going forward. So to provide these insights for you, I'm delighted to welcome two expert speakers. Georg von Wattenwall, who's Head of Platform and Services of Ontobel in Asia, and our guest speaker today, Candid West, VP of Cyber Protection Research at Acronis. So thank you both for joining us. Candid, perhaps you first and then George. It'd be great if you could briefly introduce yourself and what your perspective is on cybersecurity. Yes, my pleasure. So welcome, everyone. I mean, as a VP of Global Cyber Protection, I constantly analyze the threat landscape in the internet and kind of search for new threat trends. And then, of course, ensure that our customers are protected against those risks. And before my time at the Cronis, I worked about 16 years to build up the Global Security Response Lab at Symantec. So I think overall, I probably have about 25 years of exposure to this cybersecurity market. And I have to say, I'm still fascinated every day. Fantastic. Thank you. Um, Georg, and for yourself. Thank you very much for having me. And I'm very happy to talk a bit about uh, investing because investing is my passion now since many, many years. I started my career already 30 years back as a fixed income specialist at Credit Suisse. Before then, I joined Fondobel in 1998. And I was always in the field when it comes to investment, financial products, and finding the right solution for our clients to make uh, topics investable. Actually, I'm running the platform and services business in Asia. So that is the part of our bank who is looking after the intermediaries like other banks, like external asset managers or multifamily offices. And we help them to find the right solutions when it comes to structuring and investing for their end clients. That's great. Thanks to both of you. So I'd like to provide our listeners with a little bit more context for what we're about to discuss today. Candid, cybersecurity is clearly a hot topic. Why is that? I mean, we have to be clear that the majority of companies and businesses, including their processes, have arrived in the digital age, right? This means we are all very dependent on those digital systems nowadays, and any disruption can be very expensive for the business or for the overall economy. So, for example, the global damage of cybercrime for this year is expected to exceed the $6 trillion. That's trillion with a T. So, therefore, I guess it's no surprise that smart IT security companies that can protect against those threats are very popular. Georg? From your perspective, why does the sector qualify as a key theme that investors should pay attention to? That is a very good question because it is very individual to everybody. We at Fontobel, we say what moves the world impacts the market. 
And protecting IT infrastructure is becoming increasingly important as the whole world is turning in getting digital. And providers of security solutions are benefiting from that development and cybersecurity is going to continue to gain importance in the future. That's why we think that cybersecurity classifies as a major theme. Thank you. That provides some great perspective on what we're going to cover in this session. So to dig a little bit deeper, Candid, maybe you could start by explaining or giving us some recent examples of cyber breaches that, in your opinion, really highlight the challenges and risks that are coming with this shift towards a more digitalized world. Unfortunately, there's so many to choose from, right? And every week there's new ones coming in. I think in the end, any company, regardless of if they large, small, regardless of their sector or locations, all of them are getting attacked. Many of them just have not discovered yet that they have been compromised, which is an issue in itself. Uh, one recent example is the colonial pipeline attack in the US, where a ransomware, so a classical encryption attack happened and disrupted the company servers so that they had to shut down the whole fuel transport for the east coast of the US for about a week. And they're responsible for about 45% of all the fuel for the east coast. So that's drastic and definitely had a physical impact as well. In the end, they decided to pay 4.4 million US dollars in ransom. But as we see, I mean, that's just one part of the impact, right? They still have a lot of other bills to pay. Another one was a breach through Kaseya. Kaseya is a producer of automation and management software for service provider. And they got compromised by the Reveal ransomware group, which then used those automation tools to actually go through the trusted link of the service providers to attack a few thousand end customers in the end. Like, for example, the uh, Cope retailer in Sweden, which had to close down about 800 of their shops. So there's many, many things happen. And this will not only cost you a lot of money, right? It will also generate a lot of bad brand reputation, which can take a long time to recover from. And of course, those were the, the bigger companies. If we talk about small companies, such attacks can be really devastating or even catastrophic, right? Some surveys suggest that 60% of all the small companies which have been successfully breached and attacked collapse within a year and then have to shut down their systems. So what types of companies are the most at risk and can they do anything to prevent attacks or being held to ransom? So as I said, most companies don't really know that they are getting attacked. So visibility is definitely something that they should do and have inside their portfolio. In terms of which companies are getting attacked, I would say it doesn't matter if you're small or large. The biggest mistake is to think that you're not a target. Many companies still think that there might not be anything of interest for the attackers and therefore they don't have to prepare. But this is clearly wrong. As we see, attackers might steal information from you. They might try to disrupt you by bringing down your systems and then do an extortion against you. But there will always be something of interest for them. So following the best practices with strong authentication is key, with the visibility is key. 
But in the end, of course, it has to be a holistic approach across all the different systems, the whole infrastructure in the IT. And I think that's where a lot of companies can still improve as they just use point solutions here and there, but they don't have an integrated view or big picture about what's going on in their own network. And then that's where the issues start, right? If you don't know that you're getting attacked, then it's very difficult to defend. Gail, these obviously seem to be very far-reaching and likely irreversible trends for all industries and all parts of the world. In your opinion, how can they be made accessible and investable? To protect the offences of internet, there is a big need for technology cybersecurity solution, and that might increase substantially. This sector has become a trend of technology by its own, and the growth potential seems to be huge. According to many research studies, so there, the growth of that sector might be more than 10% a year, and there are some voices saying that by end of that century, the market will be around 200 billion in market capitalization. So that's the reason why we think this global trend should be treated as a pure investment case. Thank you. Candid, you're obviously not an investment specialist, but clearly you're a cybersecurity specialist. So for any investors who might want to get exposure to this theme, are there particular segments within it which you feel offer notable growth potential considering the statistics that Georg just shared? I think cloud security or the whole cloud infrastructure environment is definitely a market which will grow further over the coming years. As more and more data and more and more services are moving to the cloud, we have seen it in the past two years that it's very important to be reachable from everywhere. So I think cloud security is definitely something to look at. And that would be data privacy. It's getting more and more important, right, to know what's happening with the data. People are getting more aware of it. And therefore, data privacy to protect it, or at least compliance checks, which can verify that you're following the regulations, will be something which is important and therefore of interest for the companies. But I think overall, any field that has some automation in it, including artificial intelligence. So it has to be that the companies don't have to spend much resources in actually getting secure, right? Because there's still the gap of finding the skilled people. So many companies are looking for solutions which are automated, maybe even autonomous, in protecting their own environment. And that's not just, again, across single points. It should be a integrated and holistic vision, right? Companies are looking to consolidate their stacks as well. We've done a survey at the beginning of the year where we saw that 21% of the companies have more than 10 different security solutions. And that, of course, makes it very difficult. It's kind of complex and you start making mistakes. So we do see that this consolidation and correlation is happening and people are searching for those solutions. We call that the cyber protection approach. So you go across cybersecurity, data protection, manageability, combining all those. So... The field of, let's say, integrative solution is definitely another one to mention. Maybe as a last one, 
the user monitoring or access control, right? Specifically now where remote work and probably working from anywhere will still be a theme for a few coming years, then that has to be something which has to be bulletproofed as well. Otherwise, you're opening up for anyone to connect to those businesses. But Georg, maybe from your perspective, any other sector that you would add? I think that's the interesting part of cybersecurity, because from an investment point of view, there is cross-section segment, which reframes many other emerging technologies, as you mentioned before. So, for example, artificial intelligence, but to our understanding as well, machine learning. However, for any of those segments within cybersecurity, Candid, what are some of the best practices you would advise people to watch for in terms of how prepared companies are against attacks? So if you talk about due diligence to see kind of are those companies that you're trying to invest secure, then I would start with just checking, are they prepared? So do they have a CISO? Do they have a privacy officer or data privacy officer? Or just in general, do they actually talk about security on their website, right? Do they have something like a Bok Bounty program where they offer anyone who finds vulnerabilities and weakness in their own software a financial reward? Or do they not care about security at all? So I think that's a start. And then, of course, if you can go deeper, you can check for security audits, which should be done regularly maybe twice a year at least, to kind of see where they stand from an external point. And yeah, probably also in terms of are they prepared, do they have an incident response plan? So do they have backup and disaster recovery to ensure that there is business continuity? Because those ransomware attacks, as I mentioned, they will happen, right? It's not a question of if, it's a question of when. So you have to be prepared and unfortunately, we very often see if we do ask those questions that the companies say, well, we're trying to, or no, we'll plan it for next year. And that's a, a big red flag if you come across those. Thanks, Candid. Georg, from your point of view, how at Vontobel do you look to get exposure specifically to the cybersecurity theme? Since we are advising our clients, which are intermediaries, so they usually they want to allocate some investments to specific topics and by helping them to save the selection of companies itself so we provide them index solutions such an index solution should select companies within objective criteria like for example high entry barriers product appeal and market growth or the quality of management, and maybe the degree of internationality of the business. And how, how does the index work? And what are the criteria for companies to be represented? As I said, in an index, so there are objective criteria. And uh, in a usual index, this can be market capitalization, regional approaches or sectors. While in a specific thematic index, these are usually other ones, like the ones which I just mentioned before. So now, um, on a regular basis, the index committee is reviewing the index and checking if those criteria are still fulfilled. 
And if not, there are some rebalancing which will be applicable. Thank you. And what are the typical performance drivers of such tech stocks? When it comes to cybersecurity solutions, we see two of them. On one side, innovation makes successful cybersecurity firms lucrative for mergers and acquisitions. And those often come with a strong boost in the stock price. And the other one is the tendency to monopolization, which results in high market potential and high profit margins. Candid, this is obviously an evolving sector still. What are some of the regulatory developments that you think might influence the cybersecurity theme broadly going forward? I think the biggest change we see are data privacy regulations, like, for example, the Personal Data Protection Act in Singapore and the GDPR in Europe. So this will definitely shape and change some of the IT infrastructure and environment. And many companies, well, have to now as well, because many countries have made it obligatory to report any incident, not just data breaches, but any cyber incidents. So this will definitely change a little bit how they operate. And I guess that data privacy and data localization becomes more and more important, right? To know where your data is and properly decide that your data is local and not in a cloud where you don't really know where it is. Which is, of course, also why Acronis is putting a lot of emphasis and focus to get kind of a hybrid solution where you have a data center locally in the country you live in that you can have a guarantee that all your data is protected and not leaving the data so you know that it is compliant to the regulations. And of course, there are many of the existing regulations which are expanding as well, like HIPAA for the healthcare sector or PCI DSS for any payment card or even SOX, right? They are already in place and they do shape how you deal with it because there are regulations that you need to be compliant. And if not, I mean, the failure to comply leads to hefty fines and penalties, which are never good for any company. So therefore, any solution which can help to prevent any of those impacts is probably welcomed for all of the companies. For example, the British Airways initially got fined £183 million after a data breach which happened in 2018. This GDPR fine then in the end got reduced to £20 million, but still it shows that there is quite a hefty and expensive fine if you're not complying to those regulations and if you are not prepared before a breach actually happens. Thank you. Um, That example and the many others that you both have shared clearly show what a hot topic cybersecurity is. Unfortunately, we're nearly out of time for this podcast, but I'm keen to get a final thought from each of you. So maybe Candid, starting with you and then then Georg to follow. What action should any individual or investor take now if they want to capitalise on the urgency that companies clearly face to protect themselves going forward from cyber attacks? Well, I guess I would say uh, get familiar with this space as it will definitely continue to grow. The dependency that we have on the digital age is just growing rapidly and therefore any smart and efficient way to block those attacks is something that will prevail for a long time. So get yourself used to that. And maybe also have a look at the change that we had now with the working from home 
as a lot of companies are starting in that sector, helping the small and mid-sized companies to grow further. So that's another interesting aspect. From an investment point of view, we believe that cybersecurity is a great investment opportunity. Because looking ahead into the near future, we certainly do not expect the importance of cybersecurity to diminish. It will move the society in economics, politics, and technology. And so let's turn this into an investment opportunity. Thank you, Georg. There are clearly lots of opportunities that will come both today and going forward, no doubt. So that brings us to the end of today's podcast. Candid, Georg, thanks so much for all of your comments. Thanks as well for having me. Thank you very much, Candid, and thank you very much, Andrew, for leading us through to this interesting discussion. Thank you. You you both provided some really practical and thought-provoking insights for our listeners to bear in mind in relation to a theme that will clearly have an increasing impact as digitalization quickens in pace. I hope all of you listening found this as interesting as I did. Thank you for your time, and we look forward to bringing you more podcasts on such timely topics very soon. Thank you. This recording is for information purposes only and nothing contained in this recording should constitute a solicitation or offer or recommendation to buy or sell any investment instruments, to affect any transactions, or to conclude any legal act of any kind whatsoever, except as permitted under applicable copyright laws. None of this information may be reproduced, adapted, uploaded to a third party, linked to, framed, performed in public, distributed, or transmitted in any form by any process without the specific written consent of Vontabel. To the maximum extent permitted by law, Vontabel will not be liable in any way for any loss or damage suffered by you through the use or access to this information, or Vontabel's failure to provide this information. Our liability for negligence, breach of contract, or contravention of any law as a result of our failure to provide this information, or any part of it, or for any problems with this information, which cannot be lawfully excluded, is limited at our option and to the maximum extent permitted by law to resupply this information or any part of it to you, or to pay for the resupply of this information or any part of it to you. Keep in mind that past performance is not a reliable indicator of current or future performance, and forecasts are inherently limited and should not be relied upon as an indicator of future performance. Today's guest speaker is not an employee or representative of Von Tobel. The views expressed in this recording are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views and or policies of Von Tobel.